So hello and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough, where myself and Tom Shaw from the Northern Echo are going to talk all things Middlesbrough. Uh, we're going to have a, a quick look back at Plymouth and uh, chat around some of the things to emerge from that game. Um, a quick chat then about, about Michael Carrick's press conference and what's come out of that, and then a look ahead to this weekend's game. This weekend's game, rather, where Borough obviously take on championship leaders Leicester City um little bit of housekeeping before we start if you're watching us on YouTube then please like comment and subscribe um it's great to get all of your comments we do them we do try and reply and, and, and we raise them um, from when we can if you're listening on one of the podcast um platforms that we're on then also like um and again get in touch with us let us know what you think Dom you all right you had a good week I have, yeah. I'm sound, mate. Sound recovered from um, recovered from that Plymouth trip. Great game. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get a three-all draw, then you want to get a game on a trip like that, don't you? I was going to say it made the trip worthwhile. Didn't it? How was the drive down and back? Okay. It was sound, but I ballsed up my timings, for want of a better term. Um, you yeah. know the service station you recommended? Yes. Well, Luster, I think. yeah, I was, I'd kind of got it into my head. It was probably like 45 minutes, an hour further down the road. Um, nah, so I'd nah, not nah. long had to stop. I'd not long had to stop. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be wasted. So I plowed on down. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to split them out, haven't you? You can't do, yeah. you know, you can't, um, can't do too early after this, after the first one. And the then on the way back, on. I can't remember, um, you know, I'm well aware I'm turning into a service station correspondent here, but I, I can't remember where it was yeah. I stopped just after midnight. But service stations are a queer old place at that time of night, aren't they? When when all that's there's open an, is, is the Costa and the casino area. Or the, the there's an entire podcast episode on, on late night service station stops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of the strangest places in the world, like you say, in the middle of the night. Yeah. 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 W.H. Smith open. Yeah, um, the casino, a gar a, 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 the petrol station bit where sometimes you can get in, but sometimes it's one of the hatches and you can't really ask for what you want, you know, a cup of tea you know, or coffee or whatever, because the woman's not really wanting to make you it when you're there at the hatch. Yeah, yeah. And when, and when, so I stopped actually at one of those garages and uh, and it was it was at the hatch and I wanted some chocolate, but I didn't know I want I wanted it there in front of me to to. Yeah, to get my to face. Face. So she says, what do you want? And I'm panicking on the spot thinking, well, actually, I don't know. I want to, I can't remember. I think I opted yeah. for a kit, a chunky duo. But um, but yeah, anyway, made it back sound. And yeah, it was a, I mean, it was a, it was a belting game. Three all. It probably was a game, game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, 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 now that the dust settled, that, you know, we won't talk about it too much, but um, is it a good point? Was it a chance missed for Borough? Was it, you know, off the back of the Exeter win? Did it, did it keep the momentum going? How do you reflect on it now quickly? I think it's definitely a chance missed, and, and Carrick said as much afterwards. Um, for all that I thought Plymouth were good, one of the better teams I've seen this season, and 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 and, and a nice watch. You know, they played some lovely stuff. Um, Borough twice really had control and had dominant spells after going in front twice. Um, so to throw it away, I feel like I've said this a few times this week, but but, but we know. Carrick Prize has control, doesn't he? So to have it twice and yeah. throw it away, I think that will have irked him. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's a it's a bad point. Um, no, I just think yeah, it, it's a, it's an opportunity really. Borough Borough should have left there with with a win. 
it was kind of one of those up and down games, wasn't it? Where at, at certain points of the game, you probably would have taken the point, but then at other points of the game, you've, you've got it won really and, and you've let that slip. I mean, in terms of positives to emerge from it, Josh Corburn, you know, getting the goals. I mean, is that... He, he, he's played well, I think, Josh, since he's come into the team. He's had to do a fair bit of donkey work up there by, by himself, but he probably needed the goals, didn't he? Just to you know, just to kick him on, if you like, and, and get that confidence going through him because every striker needs goals. And while you can, you know, you can say, yes, he's he's putting a real shift in, he's, he's linking player, but ultimately he would have wanted to score those, those goals as well. Yeah. Um, was it, I think it scored one in the season and maybe gone five or six without. Um, and what you don't want to do, especially for a young lad, is, is let that turn into something and become a narrative, isn't it, that, you know, Coburn desperately needs yeah. a goal. Um, I, d- I don't think he's played like a striker. You know, sometimes, I know it's, I know we're tripping into cliche territory earlier, as we always do, but sometimes you watch <laughs> a striker and you can't help but think, like, he needs a goal. I, I don't think Coburn yeah. looked a player like that. Um but with Latte Lath having scored the winner at Exeter, you know, the longer that yeah. had gone on, the longer that had gone on, then you could understand if a clamour had built for Carrick to, to change. And we spoke to Josh afterwards and, and he said exactly that, really, that he's thankful mm. to Carrick for not taking what he described as the easy option. If if your centre forward's not scoring and you've lost a league game, then the many managers would have would have yeah, made yeah, a change yeah. there. Um but he got his goals, but I think it was his all-round performance at Plymouth. It was the best I've seen him play this season. Early on, he made it. He made a good run into the channel that got Burr on the front foot after what had been a tricky start. He crunched into a couple of challenges, um, and obviously, it was Plymouth who very nearly signed Corburn in the summer. And, and I talked to Stephen Schumacher about him afterwards, and he he couldn't speak highly enough of of Coburn saying how he was desperate to sign him. He watched him in League One at length last season, loved him there, said you could see from basically how difficult he made life for Plymouth centre-halves last week, that what he can offer, um, and said that he thinks he's shown that he can lead the line for a team challenging at the at the top, at the top end of the championship. Um, I mean, that, that would be my next point, really. I mean, it feels like at the minute that that Josh Corbin is Borough's number one striker. You know, the, the patterns of the games tend to be Corbin's playing for, what, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, and then latter laughs coming on for a kind of dart in the last 20 minutes or so. And in fairness to him, has looked very effective in that role. And clearly his pace um, helps him, you know, make an impact in the latter stages of games. And in fairness to latter laugh, he's put in a couple of good performances in this Carabao Cup run. Uh, Cup run. But... It still feels very much like Josh Coburn is now Michael Carrick's go-to man. We necessarily look like for pretty much all the summer. Let's be honest. When when he was potentially out the door, so so it is Josh ready for that? Do you think is he at a level where he can be the main striker for a, for a team with aspirations of finishing in the top six? And B, even with that, do we still think that the signing of another striker is likely in January? Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna spin it back to you and say, I, I think as it stands now, Borough's priority going into January would would be one more centre forward. We know, we know they wanted one more in the summer. Um, you, you're an injury away, really, from looking very short. You're an injury away from having one recognised centre forward. And if it was Coburn who got it, well, if it's Latte Lath that gets injured, you've got one centre forward 
who's in his first full season of championship football. If it's Coburn that gets injured, you've got one centre forward who's still acclimatising to life in the championship and, and to England. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. And, and, you know, going out and finding a Cameron Archer is clearly very difficult, but it wouldn't surprise me, even though Borough have clearly talked about moving away from uh, from the loan market, it wouldn't surprise me if 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 a if if a loan signing of a of a Premier League striker was a was an opportunity was a possibility in January. Then, then I think then I think that'd make sense. Um, but but I think Coburn is showing what what I don't think I don't think Borough are desperate for a striker. You know I think Coburn is yeah. is taking his chance really. He 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 would probably say himself he needs he needs more goals between now and January. What he, what you don't want now is yeah. another five or six games without a goal. Um, but but I think if you were to bring in a centre forward and then have Coburn, Latte, Lath on one other, then then that then yeah. that's a strong collective really going into the second half of the season. What what do you think? I I would agree pretty much with all of that. I think I think I think that I think the Coburn's performances in the you know in the last few weeks have been better than when he first came into the side. He looks certainly more comfortable, more at home, um, just 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 better physically up against defenders. I think and that, and I think a lot of that is just from feeling comfortable at this level now that he knows he can do it and he and he, you know he's prepared to to kind of put himself about a bit more and be a bit more aggressive and and take you know risks and, and get shots away that maybe he wouldn't when he was first coming into the team and feeling his way in a bit. So I think he's definitely improved. I don't think he looks out of place at championship level at all. But I also agree with you that I think Borough will be looking at Premier League loans as a real opportunity in January to make the kind of difference that they made last time with Archer and Ramsey coming in. Now, again, like you, you know, they hit the jackpot a bit with Cameron Archer, didn't they? Which we've seen you know, he's moved to Sheffield United. He, he's starting to look comfortable in the Premier League now. So to get a player of that level will be very, very difficult. But I think in January, there'll be pre Premier League loan options who at the very least will um, offer a, a different option and, and supplement Coburn and Latalath for the second half of the season. And I rightly say, give Borough a bit of protection against injuries. Because at the moment... Like you say, you know, if something, if one of the forwards gets injured, then you're probably looking at Crooks having to be your, your backup centre forward force if if Burrow can ever get Greenwood. him fit. Um, yeah, Greenwood maybe having to play through there. Either way, it's it's feeling much more like square pegs in round holes, isn't it? So I think that will be the priority. But but yeah, I, I have been impressed with Corbin in these last few weeks. He's, he's definitely looking more at home now. And I think I think just one more thing on Corbin. Um, he missed all of pre-season, really, because he got that knee injury yeah. in, in Portugal, didn't he? And didn't play any part. And at the summer, he talked about how frustrating that was, really, because at a time when Borough were clearly making a decision on his future, Coburn will have felt like he didn't really have a chance to stake his claim and to show why he felt he should he should stay. So I think given that he missed the bulk of pre-season and given that this is his first season in the Championship, it's inevitable that he'll get better and better as the season goes on with more yeah. games, with more goals, with more experience, with more belief. I think I think Coburn will continue to grow into the role. Um so, so I think I think I think there's promise there. And and you know, it goes without saying, this time last week we were we were discussing the team for Plymouth and and who was gonna play up front was one of two or three question marks. I think 
I think it goes without saying now after that performance last week that he keeps his place for Leicester on, on Saturday, doesn't it? So starting to look ahead to Leicester a little bit, Michael Carrick's press conference, I mean, these injuries, how worried should we be about the fact that, you know, McGree, Lenahan, Force, um, you know, it felt like a month ago they were a week, a couple of weeks away from potentially being ready. We're now... In the game before the international break, they're not going to be ready. It's it doesn't sound from from what Michael Carrick's been saying that it's absolutely cast iron guarantee that they'll be ready come the end of the international break. Which it is starting to get a bit of a worry, isn't it? That, 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 that you know players who were big big players in the squad, and 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 it didn't feel at the time like they offered real long term. You know we know Tommy Smith is potentially not going to kick another ball this season. You know, Burr have just had to get their head around that quickly. It didn't feel like that for these three. And I'm not saying that they're going to be out for the rest of the season, but they're already out, been out for longer than we probably thought at first. Yeah, it's, um, I think because of the way Carrick operates um, when he's speaking to the press, he, he's never, in, in, he's, he never wants to give much away on injuries, really, anyway, does he? So, so, I think that that makes it difficult to determine how long they're going to be out for. And I think the nature of the injuries in this case. So, yeah. well, for, with Smith, for example, with Lewis O'Brien, they're both clearly injuries, you know, was it fracture of the fracture of the uh, tibia, was it? Fibula with, with O'Brien thinking back. Smith yeah. was the Achilles. You know, they're both long-term yeah. injuries. There's no getting away from that. We've, we've talked about McGree's plantar fascia issue in recent weeks, and Lenahan and Force both seem to be those kind of niggling injuries where you're assessing day-to-day, really, week-to-week, rather than saying, like, right, three weeks down the line, four weeks down the line, we're going to step step back up. So um, I think it's difficult to know. What Carrick said today was that that they're not ready to return, and really they're no closer at this stage to being ready to return. So. I like you said there, I think reading into that at the minute, just going on what we know, there's no suggestion that they're going to be ready to return because there's no suggestion that they're back in training at this stage. Never mind that they're going to be ready to, you know, I think Force has missed three games. Um, Lenahan hasn't played since the Southampton game, I don't think, hasn't started since the Southampton game. I think there was two separate injuries there and McGree's missed the last five now. you know, Borough have coped well, haven't they? Relatively well. I was just going to say that. It's to Borough's credit, really, that they, that they have, isn't it? That, 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 you know, three big, big players. I mean, you know, defensively, Fry and McNair have looked pretty good. Greenwood's obviously come in and to take that left left midfield slot where McGree would have played and, and has been great, arguably Borough's best player in the last three or four matches. Um, and then obviously Isaiah Jones has, has been doing his stuff. So Force hasn't been particularly missed. The worry, I guess, would be that, that if you get another couple of injuries in similar kind of positions, and then these players are not around either for a long period, that becomes more problematic, doesn't it? Yeah, for, I think Force in particular is frustrating one for all concerned because it feels like his season hasn't really started yet, doesn't it? Yeah, at um, all. Yeah, and. He was a big player last season, wasn't he? Even even after the signing of Ramsey in January, he felt like we've talked a lot, haven't we, about the kind of players who managers feel like they can hang the hat on. And and Force has felt like one of those for Carrick, hasn't he? One of his kind of dependables in the big game. Um so to really not have him available is as has been frustrating. Really, it's it's a good job that Jones has shown signs of 
of getting back to being the player we we know he can be. Although I thought he had a, I yeah. thought he was poor at Plymouth last week, and and the challenge with Jones is still consistency. Clearly, isn't it? Consistency. Yeah. So in terms of the Borough team, which we generally like to chat about before the game, I mean, it feels like at the moment. It, the team that's running along the bottom is 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 Carrick's go-to team with the the possible Vandenberg Dyke Steele at right back is maybe a decision. Barlaes are in midfield, interchanging with Housen and Hackney is always a kind of discussion point. But then, as as you said earlier, it feels like Coburn ahead of Latterlath in attack. It it feels like it's a pretty settled lineup with maybe Vandenberg and Dyke Steele the only the only big decision. Yeah, I thought Vandenberg um, looked slightly uncomfortable. I, I, I thought at Plymouth last week he looked like a, a centre half playing at right back. Um, yeah, a couple of occasions where he, he, you know, he got sucked inside. Um, I still suspect he'll stay in the team on Saturday. I, I think the selection at Plymouth last week was interesting because th- this was on the back of a, a league defeat, a pretty deflating, really, and flat league defeat at home Stoke. Yeah. And, and a decent cup win at Exeter when fringe players had come in and taken yeah. the chance. But it was Not it was an opportunity. Yeah, Rogers. Um Rogers. So for Carrick to revert back to what feels like his his league team, I thought was pretty telling, really. Like you said there, that yeah. that that's his team, isn't it? And it, you know, there might be two or three changes to that on on Saturday. But whereas at the start of the season, we were bouncing around really with no idea as to how the team was going to look. Now, if we're wrong there, then we're likely to only be out by one or two players, aren't we? And it feels it feels um, kind of much less likely that there'll be the changes because A, obviously there hasn't been a midweek game and B, we're then heading into the international break. So this doesn't feel like a game where you've got to juggle it with other games around it, if you know what I mean. It feels like Carrick can pick pretty much whatever team he wants for this game, not having to worry about workload on players. And so, hence, what is his team, you would imagine, is is, is going to be the side that lines up. Yeah, it feels like a kind of, a, as daft it sounds like, a game in itself, doesn't it? A week build-up, yeah. two weeks afterwards, like the, the, the championship's top team coming. It feels like there's been a build-up to a big game and it almost it feels like an event. You you were at Leicester Sunderland, um Last month, what, yes. What were, Leicester, what, were Leicester like? what were Leicester like then? What can what can Borough expect? Less so. Um, I thought they deserved to win, but I also thought that Sunderland played pretty well for long periods of the game. Leicester scored early through James Justin, ten minutes, twelve minutes or something, and pretty dominant in the first fifteen or twenty minutes. And you thought, okay, they could blow Sunderland away if they get a second goal. Sunderland could be banging trouble. And maybe if they had got a second goal, they would have been. But then the second half was a real 50-50 game. Sunderland had two or three good... Abdullah Bar missed a really good chance towards the end. And the, the game was in the balance all the way through. So, um, it, it's it, you know, I didn't come away thinking, wow, Leicester are so much better than any other team in the championship. I didn't feel like that. They're clearly very, very strong. What what I thought was interesting, I've just get it up here actually. So that that day, Leicester's bench. So forget their start eleven. Leicester's bench had Connor Cordy, England international, Harry Souter, Scotland international, Mark Albrighton, Premier League winner, Hamza Chowdhury, couple of years ago, every every 
Premier League team in the league, including Newcastle, seem to want to sign him on loan. Jamie Vardy, England international, etc. Patson Dacker, twenty-five million pound striker. That that's their bench. So I mean, you know, their squad is stupidly strong for the championship. I don't think you can get around that. And if they don't go up, something will have gone really badly wrong because. They've made a great start. They've got momentum. They've got cover in every area on the pitch. Uh, you know, they, they can pretty much put out two teams that will be really competitive at the top end of the championship. So it's a massive ask for Borough. But on, on the game that I saw them, admittedly, you know, one game, while they were good, they didn't feel like a side who were just going to blow championship teams away without having to really work for it, if that makes any kind of sense. And And... Perhaps clutching at straws slightly, but on on the back of that, um, the, the edge past Sunderland and and, and 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 in a game that they might not have won, they, yeah. they scored late to beat a desperately out of sorts QPR team who sacked the manager after it, and then and then they lost at home to Leeds last time out. So, Leeds, yeah. so for all for all they're clearly running away with it, and I don't think you'll find anyone who who says that Leicester aren't going to win the title. That they're, they're not steamroller in every team they play, are they? No, no, they're not. They're absolutely not. Um, and and you know, some generally teams that win the championship, they will have a two month spell where they just look unbeatable. They're, they're brushing. You know, you think of the Newcastle team that won the league. You think of Burnley last year. Um, you know, they went on runs where for two months they were just turning up and it looked pretty much impossible to see it. Now, Leicester might do that in the second half of the season. They, they could, they are more than good enough to have that run. As you've alluded to there, they're not in that run at the minute. They're not in the kind of form that makes them unbeatable in any stretch of the imagination. So, I think Borough will have a chance. Um, that said, you know, Ian Acho, Vardy, Dakar, if they start with two of those three up front, you've got Justin at full-back. Uh, you've got, you know, Face at, at centre-half, uh, potentially Cody coming in. Like I say, he couldn't even get in the team. Um, Al Brighton's there. Winks and Dewsbury Hall, Dewsbury Hall midfield, who pretty much any championship team would have signed in the summer. They're still a really good team. So, Borough are going to have to be on their absolute metal if they're going to win this on Saturday. I think, you know, I think we both agree they're going to have to play better than they did. They can't make the kind of mistakes that they made there to let Plymouth back into the game. Um but they've, you know, they've got a chance, definitely. I, I think just looking, just looking at the table there, I, I do think there's a case to be made for Borough looking better against the better teams or playing better against yeah. the better teams. So, if you look at the bottom of the table, Sheffield Wednesday, Borough drew, QPR, Borough lost. Um, yeah, somehow at home, Coventry, Borough lost, Plymouth, Borough only drew. Then if you go at the top. Uh, you know, admittedly, Borough haven't played any of the top three yet, but they beat Southampton, they beat Cardiff, who were seventh, they beat Sunderland, who were eighth, and and they yeah. beat them all well, really. I think clearly, yeah. clearly, Saturday's game is is the biggest test Borough have faced so far this season. Um, but but Borough have stacked up pretty well against the teams that you'd expect to be up there in the mix so far this season. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, and I, and I think in some ways that kind of ding-dong battle probably suits Borough, doesn't it? You know, it, it, um, you know, House and Hackney, those type of players, Brian McNair at the back, you know, they'll relish this kind of challenge because 
this is the kind of challenge they've, they've kind of, you know, had sporadically throughout their Borough career when Borough have been the team right up there challenging. And, you know, you, you think back to the, 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 you know, obviously the playoff games didn't really go to plan, but those big games towards the end of both of the last two seasons, really, that they've, they've kind of had to win and they've found a way to do that. Um, yeah, you know, I certainly don't think they'll be phased by taking on Leicester at the weekend. And they know what's coming, don't they? They, they know that, that um, Leicester under Maresca uh, are possession-based. They'll look to keep the ball. Borough are going to have to be really well organised. They're going to have to get their press right. Um, you know, they're not necessarily going to dominate possession. It's not going to be one of those Riverside games where Borough have a load of the ball and are asked to break a team down who just want to do nothing but sit deep. And, and Borough can often struggle in those kind of games. This isn't going to be like that. This is going to be two good seats teams going at it. And like you said, you know, I think that probably does suit Berra better than playing against a, in, in inverted commas, lesser team who just have a really low uh, drop, sit off the ball, let Borough dominate possession and say, right, we're just going to sit in, come and try and break us down and we'll just look to spring on you when you can. That's often the games when I think Borough struggle more than when, when it's a, a you know, a, a give as good as you get game against a decent team. I think um, you, you mentioned Maresca there. You know, I think he deserves immense credit, really, for the way they've started. Because for all, for all, you know, you look at that squad and think that that anyone could be in charge and 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 take them back up to the Premier League at, at the first time of asking. But how many times have we seen Championship clubs come down with squads where you think they are just going to absolutely run away with this, and they've and they've completely struggled? I mean, that Stoke team that came yeah. down a few years ago and the team that they built in the first season back up, Borough. Borough in the Gary Monk season, to a certain extent, there are there are countless examples, yeah. aren't there? I, I think you know there's there's examples every year of teams who find it hard to get out of that losing mentality when you've been yeah. getting beat every week in the Premier League and suddenly turning into a winning machine again. But he's it it it's been pretty seamless there, isn't it? The turnaround under yeah, has I mean you know it's been a bit of a gamble of employment, really. Yeah, you know, while we've gone through the squad list there and there's an awful lot of good players in it, in fairness, they have lost a lot of good players as well. You know, there, there, there was a lot of big players left in the immediate aftermath of relegation. Um, and so there has been a bit of a rebuilding job to do. Now, admittedly, A, he has kept a lot of good players and B, he's been able to spend money on the likes of Harry Winks that, you know, um, other championship clubs just couldn't get near that kind of a wage. So the parachute payments will have helped with that. But uh, he's come in... You know, he's, he's clearly from the kind of Guardiola school. He, he knows what kind of a possession-based game he wants to play. There, are, there have been definite signs of that so far with Leicester. So, you know, I think whatever happens on Saturday, it'll be an attractive game to watch because Leicester will come and try and play football. And, and we know that Borough clearly play football under Carrick. So I think in that respect, it'll be a good game between two attractive teams. And obviously, you, you know, you mentioned the managers there. You've got... The two of them have had a great month and hence have been nominated for Manager of the Month. They're both up for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, no surprise there, really. Or with Russell Martin or um, Kieran no. McKenna because they've all done... They, they all had great months. I think the, yeah. the two different ones, aren't they? Maresca and McKenna have just built on their impressive start. Carrick and Martin, Martin both yeah. helped recover because... Was, I mean, there was a stage where Martin even though it was very early and even though Southampton 
worked very hard to get him out of that Swansea contract. You, you wondered how long he was going to last, didn't you? Because the, the fans... Well, were... they, they, looked, they looked in a rut when they lost to Burrow. Mm. They, they looked like a side who... You the know, fans weren't having the lead it, in that. No, they took the lead in that game and then they just looked like a side who didn't really know how to win and, and Burrow did really well to get back into it. Don't get me wrong. But there was a, definitely an element of Southampton letting Burrow back into that game. And, and at that time, you thought, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. But no, he, he has turned it round. And, um, and yeah, you know... You, you look at the four teams there that you've mentioned, uh, Southampton, Leicester, Ipswich, Borough, there's got to be a good chance that that's four of your top six come the end of the season. If all goes to plan, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, Borough, Borough would be the not the outside shot, but I think the, well, the other three. The less, the other three, yeah, the, the yeah. less nailed on one. Yeah, yeah um, I, I would agree with that. It, it does feel, and, and I, you know, Tony Mowbray, I've been to his press conference on Thursday and, and Mowbray was saying that Leicester look like they're away and gone. It does feel like Leicester, Leicester are going up. Can Ipswich continue the form that they've enjoyed so far this season? Leeds are finding yeah. the feet and hitting form now. And then it feels yeah. like, and then it feels like a group of six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams, doesn't it? Competing for probably the three other places. What's your thoughts for the weekend then? What are you uh, what are you thinking? I think score draw. Um I think it'll be a good game, a ding dong, like you said. I, I, I do think there's a there's a as we talked about, I think Borough look better against the better teams. I think it feels like a bit of a I don't know why it feels like that, but just like a, a big game and occasion. I think it's because there's been a week build up, because it's the last game before the break. Um I I I think a draw one one. Um, and although that'd be three games without a win in the league, I think a, a home draw against Leicester, you'd carry a bit of momentum. You'd carry a bit of, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think I don't think there'd be a deflating feeling at all going into the Astral Bay, unless you were to, you know, lead one nil and concede late on and yeah, yeah, have to kind of settle for a point yeah, yeah. rather than. Um, but I think a draw. I mean, I know they got beat last time out. I know they only just squeezed past QBR. I think a draw would be a brilliant result. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I, I I struggle to see Borough winning it. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I, I struggle to see I struggle to see Leicester losing, um, but I can definitely see it being pretty tight, and I could see a draw as well. Um, yeah, one one. 2-2 maybe, but I don't think it'll be that open. So I, I, I'll go 1-1. One, one the fence-sitting experts. Fence-sitting, yeah, exactly. It is. It, is, it feels a bit like that. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Borough, I think have more than enough to get something out of it. But I, I, I you know, I, I haven't watched Leicester and seen the strength of that squad. Yeah, I think a draw is probably more likely than a Borough win. Were you at Leicester? on? Because um, just before we wrap up, I... In the last 15 minutes of that game at Plymouth last week, I thought if this if this torrential downpour had started 10 minutes earlier, there's every chance this game might not have finished because the pitch was brutal. Were you yeah. at that Leicester game that was on Sky? In the snow. Yeah. yeah. And should not have Monday been. night, was that? Yeah, it was a I night I think game. it was a Monday night. It was definitely yeah, a night. Yeah, so I was there. And it was, that, that is the worst travel, certainly to a football match, but I think probably to and from that I've ever had. It was, so heading down the M1 and it was snowing and the M1 was down to maybe two lanes, maybe one. Um, 
And then, you, 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 you know, anyone who's been to Leicester away will know that you come off the M1 and you're basically about three miles from there into the King Power, largely just up one road with a, with a few roundabouts and then a bit of fiddling around once you get skirt around the edge of kind of Le- Leicester City Centre. Um, but it took me two hours from leaving the M1 to not even getting the ground, to getting to somewhere where I could abandon my car on the side of a road safely knowing that A, I could find it, B, it wasn't going to be snowed in, and C, I could get to the ground. And I think I got to the ground about half an hour before kickoff. And very stage, I'm constantly um, messaging kind of the uh, press officer saying, look, is this is game it going to be on? And they're like, no, no, it's on, it's on, it's, it's going to be on. And it just seemed inconceivable that it was going to be on. Even walking to the ground, it seemed inconceivable. You got in the ground and it fell. But as we know, the game took place clearly a sky influenced decision surely that had that game not been on sky it wouldn't have been played and it was played i mean the crowd i don't know what the crowd was but it felt like it was about half of what it would have been because yeah. fans had either not been able to get there or had decided no i'm just going to stay at home and watch it on the telly it, you know it, it it felt like it was played in front of half a stadium um and yeah it was a, a, a horrible and then of course the worst thing is you're then leaving the ground at 11 o'clock at night thinking, oh my goodness, what's the M1? And the M1 was one lane pretty much way home. In fairness, there was snowplows going through, so it was kept clear, but you could only just get home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we said it, I know we said it on several occasions last week, but props to those fans who made the trip to Exeter and Plymouth, because that was a packed out yes. weekend at Plymouth. Um, and Carrick was absolutely purring about them again, as he did in the two weeks previous, because obviously there was Norwich as, Norwich as well the week before that. Hopefully the fans get a win to celebrate against Leicester on Saturday. We'll be back next week looking back on the Leicester game. Um, we'll have uh, we'll obviously keep going during the national break and we'll hopefully have a couple of special guests lined up as well. So thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, leave any comments. Enjoy your weekend. And if you're at the game on Saturday, hopefully you'll be celebrating a Borough win.